tweet at SAFM Radio and at Aldrin Simpia. It is 15 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Dr. Lumki Lemondi, senior, re- uh, senior lecturer rather, at uh, the Wits Business School. So the high unemployment rate in the country remains a major concern. Statistics South Africa has uh, once again highlighted this problem when releasing its latest quarterly employment statistics data earlier on today. According to the organization, South Africa lost 97,000 jobs between March last year and March this year. But is there a political will? to arrest the problem. Political economist Dr. Lumkile Mondi now joining us on the line. Dr. Mondi, good afternoon and thank you so much for for making time for us. What do these figures tell us if we have lost 97,000 jobs when compared to the same period last year? Uh, It just confirms what we all expect, that uh, the South African economy is shrinking uh, and as it shrinks, not only does it create opportunities for Padlali the young but also it sheds quite a lot of jobs uh, because of the destruction across many areas, whether it's a local government level, where there's failure of uh, provision of basic services, or at national level, where there's failure around uh, the engines of economic growth, such as water, such as electricity, such as roads and rail. So it's really a very, very, very worrying scenario for South Africa, given that everything is making it very, very difficult for entrepreneurs mm. uh, to to succeed and create employment opportunities as they succeed. So that's really the dilemma that we're facing, a shrinking uh, economy with very little opportunity being created by economy. Yeah. And for a lot of people who are unemployed, the first bite at employment um, a formal employment that is is through part-time employment, and here we see again part-time employment decreased by seventy-three thousand, which is about six um, percent compared to uh, compared to the same period again um, in March. Again, what's happening here? So what's happening here is that you know the intervention by the Treasury uh, and the Department of Employment uh, around making sure that you know. We give youth, but not young ones, to come either do apprenticeship uh, or, do, or, or do some learning uh, for a year with pay. Is that we're not able to sustain and absorb those young men mm. and, women and others uh, because of the difficulties that I've mentioned. That you know, when businesses are failing with power supply issues, uh, with uh, rising crime, uh, we're not able to sustain. Uh, the, the the growth of the company and therefore as uh, to keep these at least few of them uh, give them a opportunity to be employed full time therefore this is a challenge really is that if the external sectors which mainly lie on our public officials are creating just a hub for entrepreneurs and them doing business and maintaining those top opportunities that we are talking about, which is temporary. So this is a hard time that we're faced with, uh, and we need to really uh, ensure that government goes ahead with implementing those reforms that we've talked about in Operation Wollendiela, where we've seen some improvement in certain areas. Parallel on energy, we see quite a lot of improvement, procuring from other uh, independent crop producers, but also with efficiencies coming back to ESCOM because maintenance being done. So it's going to be a slow process, but I yeah. think 
at the moment, we're going to have to accept that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Does a basic income grant at all provide some level of a solution, considering that it will, of course, boost um, what they call um, demand for, for certain products, which may just um, lead to an increase in manufacturing and perhaps even an increase in, 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 in employment and may eventually lead to an increase in monthly earnings, as we've seen year again that monthly earnings have also decreased. Is that a possibility at all that the basic income grant that a lot of um, uh, socioeconomic um, um, NGOs and so forth have been pushing for? So there is a need for basic income grant. Uh, the, the need for basic income grant is to just and try to support um, households to ensure that they're not trapped in poverty. Remember, we're not creating job opportunities. Therefore, people ha- are having less uh, basic um, uh, access to food and other needs. So therefore, just to sustain their livelihood, we need a basic income grant. However, that's not going to improve uh, their conditions mm. as far as uh, being out of dependence uh, from the state to the grant that we're offering. For that to happen, we need uh, a functioning uh, society where we've got capabilities across all levels of government, particularly at lo- local level, where it matters most, because our first experiences with government is at local level. Yeah. And if that's not working, then it means that for entrepreneurs who want to start a business in that community to create jobs, that's not going to happen at all. So those reforms are quite important to ensure that we can move those people out of the patient income grant that hopefully will be introduced just to sustain those livelihoods. Jeez. But it's not a long-term solution. That, that's such an important point, Dr. Mondi, that you make there, because sometimes um, people would speak about the injection to communities through a basic income grant to make sure that there is some um, economic activity. But also, do we run the risk of... Um, um, having inflation shooting up because there is more money doing the rounds in um, in, 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 in the com- in the community or in the economy, but then on the other end, though the manufacturing sector is unable to meet the demand. I think the business grant that many of us are talking about is not the one where you know families will be able uh, to push prices higher and therefore inflation. Okay. The, the one we're talking about is to ensure that we don't have high levels of poverty in South Africa already. We've got about 55% of South Africans living in poverty. So if we continue shrinking our economy and losing jobs, that number can go up by another 5 to 10%. So we can't have that as a society. It's not sustainable. So to try at least and keep people's livelihoods uh, better, we need to give them some income. So that's where it's coming from. But in the long term, we need to do the things that you talk about, Adrian. We ensure that it's a functioning government across all areas that were able uh, to provide opportunities, particularly in terms of security uh, for businesses and individuals. Because the biggest worry is that as we lose jobs, we're also having high levels of crime, which are forcing a lot of individuals to take that decisions and leave the country for other areas uh, in the world. Yeah. I mean, doing so, therefore, shrinking the capabilities that are required to turn the corner and making very difficult South Africa to return back to where it was before. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Lumkile Mondi, the senior lecturer at uh, the Witz Business School.